Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yo, yo, yo. This is your boy, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is Compton Politics, and we are live tonight. We're going to have a good show tonight. I have a wonderful, wonderful guest. This is young. Like I said, I'm dealing with the youth for a while. Letting the youth have a shine because, you know, the youth don't have a voice. They haven't had a voice in a while. And I think it's very important to showcase our youth. Um, so tonight, guests, I'm waiting for her to call in so I can get her information about who she is, what she about. She's a young 17-year-old author. And uh, okay, let me see who this is. Hello, hello, how are you? Hello, hi, this is Shania Daughtry. All right, Ms. Daughtry. Um, just actually introduction, my introduction on my show. Can you hold on just a moment? I'm just getting started. Of course. Uh, okay, hold on just a moment. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We are live for Comfort Politics tonight. Like I've been saying, I'm all about the youth now. The youth need a voice. I want Comfort Politics to let the, the youth have a voice through Comfort Politics. It's so important that we start recognizing our youth, our young men our young ladies, uh, to the fact that there are next leaders in life, and we have to start respecting them. So let them speak, let them talk, let them get their point across, so we can much get a much better understanding on what's going on out here in society. Um, there's a lot of things been going on. You know, they uh, actually been able to, uh, they put our boy Nipsey Hussle in the ground. You feel what I'm saying? Rest in peace. Uh, rest, uh, condolence goes out to his family. Um, it's just, you know, it's just one of those times in our city right now. We just need a lot of prayer. We need a lot of, uh, just a lot of comfort out here in Los Angeles right now. Um, you know, the things, a lot of things been happening, um, in our community, which we are responsible for, uh, which we all know, um, at the same time. Uh, we're responsible for our young teenagers and our elders. So we as people, we need to step up our game, our needs, our wants to act sure, make sure that our locations in our lives become much better places for our kids. Uh, tonight's show, like I said, is dedicated to the youths. And the youths need enlightenment, just like we need enlightenment from the youths. Um, I'm excited about tonight. I mean, my guests just called me, really. Like I said, my show be basically just off the hook, off the chain. I get guests at the last minute, and I have a wonderful guest. Oh, my God. She's so powerful. Uh, she's so smart. She's so enlightening. Uh, I'm sure you're going to hear her story. Um, this is one of the youths that that was brought to me to one of my business partners. And I was so excited about knowing that this young lady was gonna call in. I didn't know what she was gonna call in, but she called in like 
30 minutes before my show, you know, gets started. And sometimes that's the best way to get uh, the show on the road. I'm trying to get my other live up, but right now I'm just going to roll with what I have. You know, um, you know how I do my show is open form. Uh, let the people speak and talk for themselves because I don't know who they're about until they get online. So if anybody else have any guests that like to be on my show, uh, please, please feel free to uh, let them know that content politics is open. And I'm looking for nothing but youths right now to interview, you know, because we need to start listening to the things that's going on out here what we don't really know. You know, there's a lot of things I'm behind with as far as timing and what's right, what's wrong, what's the new lingo and everything. Um, like I said, I just want to give a praise out to the to the to the truce that they have going on. I want to give it up to the gang members out there or brothers and sisters that's out there trying to change, trying to make a difference. It's not easy out there to leave one thing to another. It's not easy to go into transitioning of changing your life. It was very difficult for me from the choices I had to make from bouncing from one side of the world to the other. Um, at the same time, well, I feel I made it. I'm 10 toes down out the hoods. So you don't have to worry about me uh, backlashing or going back. I'm not knocking no hustlers. I'm not knocking no ballers. I'm not knocking anybody. But I'm speaking for myself because uh, I don't want to sit in no jail cell. I don't want to do time around a lot of men. I don't have time for that. You know what I'm saying? My freedom is so important to me that I don't want to take any type of risk anymore. You know what I'm saying? And, and taking risks nowadays will cost you your freedom and cost you your life because you can actually die in prison. You can die from being sick because they don't take care of you like they're supposed to. You know what I'm saying? They don't care for you like they're supposed to. So I, I would commend anybody um, not to go out there and commit crimes for something that you don't know what you got coming. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to get right for my guests because she's waiting. I don't want to leave her on hold anymore. Uh, I can worry about my media later. I'm already on my Lorenzo Elvis Murphy Facebook. Uh, I'll probably be going into my Instagram right now because my Facebook is not acting right. So let me go to my media on that and I will get started with, hello, my guest, how are you? Hello, how are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. And I just want to thank you for calling in uh, my show. Um, sorry, I'm tardy on, you know, uh, trying to get this stuff together, but it was just an enlightening situation. And I thank you for calling in like you did, you know, at the last minute. Sometimes it's best for us to uh, connect like that. Uh, like I said, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is Compton Politics. This is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Um, hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you perfectly clear. All right. What I'd like for you to do is talk right into the phone so I can hear you because I have you on like on my phone. On my speaker. Yes, I can hear you now. So can you let the people know who is your name, what you do, who you are? I know you're a 17. She's a 17 year old author. She wrote a book um, from what the knowledge I received. She was told to somebody told me that she's like a a little 
Michelle Obama at 17. So I don't know what level. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was told, and I respect that, you know. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, it's a very uh, high compliment. It's a, it's a compliment that I hope to one day live up to because Michelle Obama is a dynamic woman, a dynamic speaker, and what she continues to do for our country and for our young people, for our youth, is what I hope to one day be able to do myself and with the platform of my book and and the message that I hope to convey to not only the young people but just people in general I, I hope to be a Michelle Obama she's an inspiration yes 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 now you know what already you are you're your own Michelle Obama in your own way just for you just coming on Compton politics is a big move for yourself because uh, now you have an opportunity to t really tell your story on who you are people around the world are going to be listening uh, you will be able to come back and get a copy of this taping. Like I said, I'm very excited to have you on my, my show. Like I said, I'm starting to dedicate content politics to youth because I realize that our youth don't have a voice. We don't have no platform to where our youth can speak out and tell us how they feel and, they, and we really listen to them. On this show, we have to listen to our youth. So I'm going to dedicate my shows for the next eight weeks to nothing but use every weekend you know what i'm saying so y'all get ready don't be surprised who i have on here i might have a two-year on this show because i know it's about <laughs> you know what i mean so uh can you I, tell I, us feel you, I feel you yeah yeah so can you tell us what inspired you to be an author at 17 years old i mean how was you able to complete do a book at 17 years old and what is your book is a what's your book about well to answer your first question my inspiration it I, I wasn't inspired to be an author, but the student survivors from the Florida, from the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, school, shooting in Parkland, Florida, what they were able to do, they were able, they were able to do a student-led demonstration with the power of their voice. The March for Our Lives rally is one of the largest American protests in American history, and what they were able to do, they were able to call national attention to an issue that's been rampant ever since Columbine, the issue on gun control, and how right. they were able to use their voice, speak out, speak out against the NRA, speak out against politicians, adults that said, it's not time to talk about gun control. Well, when is the time? Too many too many lives have been lost to, to pointless gun violence. It, it, speaking of... It, uh, Nipsey Hussle, a hip-hop icon, has just lost his life due to fatal gun violence. And you have to ask yourself, and you have to ask politicians, when, when is gun control going to be at the forefront? When are we going to keep talking about gun control? Because that's, that's what the students at uh, the Florida school shooting, that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to say enough is enough. We need stricter gun control laws. We're not trying to abolish the Second Amendment or, or disregard the Second Amendment, but we're just trying to to ask for stricter gun control laws because too many lives have been lost, so many tragedies, so many families have suffered loss from gun control. And so that really was my inspiration to use my voice because if they can use their voice, if other high schoolers can use their voice, so can I. And, and I want to be one of the voices of my generation that are continuously pushing for change and, and pushing for equality. Because we don't hear enough about the youth generation. We hear that we're all about social media and selfies, but we are more than Snapchat and selfies. We have more to say, and we deserve to be heard. And so 
that's what inspired me to write this book. And I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to use my voice because so many people don't get to share their story. And I'm just so honored and proud to, to be able to, to have something like this, to be a part of the youth demographic, youth demographic of today because we are so important. We are change agents. We are constantly at the forefront pushing for change, pushing for equality, and pushing for stricter gun control laws. And, and I talk about voting, the importance of voting. So many sacrifices were made in order for minorities and all people of color, women, all people of color to, to vote. And I don't think youth today realize the importance and the power of the vote. And I just, want to, I just want to be one of the voices out there saying it's okay to vote. It's okay to use your voice, and it's okay to be involved. Get involved in your community, your church, your school. Go somewhere. Go to a place that needs change and be, the cha- be that change that that place needs. Don't ever be afraid to get involved, and don't ever be afraid to not use your voice because your voice wields so much power. And, and what, what the students, that's. That was that was my inspiration, and that's where I'm speaking from. And this book was my voice. This is my way of using my voice. Wow. Well, what's the name of your book? Where can somebody actually get your book from? Is it online? Uh, it is. It is. It is. It's currently on Amazon.com, and the title of it is Generation Z: The Sleeping Giant Awakens. We have the power. Wow. How many chapters is it? Or is it chapters or is it just constant information? It's 11, I mean, it's 11 chapters and it's 133 pages. And I, I told my mom before even writing the book, I was like, Mom, I'm going to make it short because, you know, young people, they see a size of a book that's big and they get intimidated. And so I purposely made it short to, to get all the important information in there, but at the same time, keep it Keep it short, not to intim- not to, so they won't get intimidated by the size. Because you know, everybody like, not even young people, just adults. Like, wow, that's a big book. Then when am I going to find the time to read it? So um, it's 133 pages and 11 chapters. Wow, wow, wow. So what is it that besides you being an author? Um, I know you're actually going to go to university. You're going to a high school right now, I think. Um, can you talk about that? You know, your schooling. What you know, you are very you're very smart that I can see. This is where your intellect, uh, you have great intellect, your, your words is clear, you know what you're talking about, you sound like older than what you are. And what is it that keeps your drive going, being a, you know, you're a young lady, then there's peer pressure out there, boys, then, you know, then there's girls, then there's issues about what you're supposed to have, what you're supposed to look like. Uh, how do you beat the odds with that? Well, I grew up in a, in a household where my mom always, we were always in church. And we always, she always sent me down. We always prayed. We always read scripture. And I come from a household. I come from a, a line of educators. And my mom's mom was a teacher. And my mom always pushed edu- education. And I know how important it is. And I, I take pride in education. And I love learning. I love educating myself because <laughs> Education is a gateway out of pro- out of poverty, and so when you have an opportunity to do something with your life, and, and if you're smart and you have an opportunity to go to college, take advantage of that opportunity. You know, because it, and that's what that's what keeps me moving. That's what 
makes me get up in the morning. That, even though school is hard and, you, and you're constantly getting challenged by your teachers and, and, your, and your work and your rigorous workload, and sometimes it's overwhelming, but I know it's for a greater cause. I know that at the end of the day, it's benefiting me. So that's what really drives me, knowing that I'm going to have a future, a bright future because of my education and the sacrifices that my mom made in order for me to be able to go to a university and, and thrive in a rigorous environment. And so that, to me, that answers your question. Basically, that's what keeps me going, knowing that I have something to look forward to, knowing that I'm, that I'm going out there grinding, getting my education, trying, even when I fail, getting back up and, and, with, and trying and, and getting back up and with my tent, just, you know, keep going, never giving up and striving right. to be better than I was yesterday. Wow, that's very powerful. Like I said, this is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We are live on T5CL.com, Galaxy Company. Uh, it's a 24-hour radio station. Uh, we have music. We sell music. We do arts, crafts, uh, uh, show movies and everything. Uh, if you want to put your book on our line, on T25, we can actually help you on another channel, on another network to help you get your book out too also. So we do deal with authors. We do help authors get their books out there. We have a platform also um, ourselves that we'll love to connect with you too. Uh, not only Amazon can sell your book, T25 can sell your book also. But we hit another level of people um, throughout the country and throughout the world. Um, do you do you do any national speaking anywhere? Um, do you uh, a mentor? What is your hobbies? What do you like to do besides writing books? Um, do you do what do you do actually besides that? I know you're 17. I know you go to school. I know you're getting ready for college. Aren't you going to college also? What college are you planning on going to? Um, I am going to the University of Alabama Roll Tide. <laughs> wow! Um, it's my yeah, <laughs> it's my dream school. So what what makes that and, your dream school? How long have you been wanting to go to that school? Since the beginning of high school. Since wow. The of my high school, since the middle of my high school career, and I put it on the universe. I worked towards it. I seen something that I wanted, and I went after it. I worked towards it. And so I'm just blessed and, and grateful to be able to be going there. You know, it's coming so fast and it's all surreal. And it's, it's a dream come true, an answer prayer. Right. You know, I heard you mention something about Nipsey Hussle and you saying about gun control, you know, and that's a big factor out here in our communities. Where did all these guns come from? How did these people get a hold to guns? And I mean, there's more guns than people out here. You know what I'm saying? So. What is your real thoughts about the gun control? Like you just spoke on it, but you know, you live in a city to where you look at the news, you hear about gunshots every day. You hear about somebody getting shot every day. Um, and from my understanding, uh, kids can get a hold of guns. What do you think that can prevent kids from getting a hold of guns? Kids use. What do you think they should well, do? Well, since, like you mentioned, guns are so easily accessible, and that's, and what Trump did, he put a ban on bump stock, and so that was a big, big deal, and I don't think people acknowledged it or gave him credit, because that got overshadowed by, you know, cons conspiracies and all that stuff going on, but he put a ban on bump stock, and so in order, gun control in general, the conversation should 
always be at the constant forefront of conversations. And politicians and the NRA should acknowledge how easily accessible, how so easily accessible guns are, especially in neighborhoods like South Central LA, Watts, Compton. And the problem is, it takes the death of an icon for gun violence and gun control and stricter gun control laws to play back in the conversation again. It shouldn't take right. a death right. of an icon to start the conversation on gun control uh, again. It should, already, it should already be in the in the forefront of conversation, and politicians need to understand that gun violence and the issues on gun control isn't going away. It's here to stay unless we do something and say enough is enough. You know, and I needed to hear that from you because I'm trying to ask all the dudes, what is this 
young men do to inspire you more? What is it that a young, because I need to know, because I'm older, so I, I mean, there was times where I heard his music or, you know, come of my homies played in uh, Chronicle 2, you know what I mean? My homeboy was the pastor. My other homeboy was his uncle, was his father in a movie. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, I know I people that know of this young man. Uh, uh, you can't judge the book by his cover, and that's the whole thing about that young man. You know, the way he looked, you know, like somebody told me, I look scary, but when they talk to me, I'm the nicest guy they, that they ever met. So right. um, it's kind of like I respect what you're saying about the young man, um, and I'm very happy that you don't have stigma on no one, you know, and I know you're in a position to know where you're going to grow. Like I said, you're going to go to a university by next year. You're in high school. Um, you, I, I mean, you were just on a big stage, a big platform with adults. You was the youngest on, on the uh, on a podium with the adults. Um, you spoke very highly of the situation. People respect you. Uh, and like I say, people all around the world is like listening to you right now on my radio show. Um, can you actually let the people know your name and what you do again? Because some people just now coming on. Sometimes I go back and start it over just a little bit because I want people to catch up. Like I told people, my show now from now on is about the use. Compton politics have to give the use of voice. The use mm -hmm. need a voice. Anytime someone have an opportunity we need to listen to these youths right now because there's a lot of more Nipsey Hussles out there that's in the making. We got to be the ones to be uh, uh, not their mentors, but we need to be there to show them that we do support them as being older people. You know, it's always been that gap between older people and young people. We need to break that gap. We need to bring the young school with the old school and make it the pro school. You feel what I'm saying? So. Uh, that's what we do. We're coming together right now to try to just exactly. educate the world on what they need to know. Um, is there anything you'd just like to say off the top? You know, that's the first thing I would like to ask you because you might be some mm -hmm. that you didn't want to say that you never had a chance to say. Like I said, this is an open forum. This is your opportunity. And whatever you really want to tell the world, you can do that. I mean, I have questions, but I like to just keep it 1,000 with people. You know what I mean? Because you want remember, right. you want people to buy your book. You want people to 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 uh, to get into what you're talking about. You know, you need people to support what you're doing. I want people to buy your book. Her book is called Generation Z. The Sleeping Giant Awakens. We have the power. Wow, the Sleeping Giant Awakening, We have the power. That's the name of her Awakened. book. Awakening. The Sleeping Giant Awakens. The Sleeping yeah. Giant Awakens. I'm, I'm sure they hear you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what is it that do you plan on open up a business or uh, 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 being a teacher? I know you're an author. <laughs> yeah, I um, I plan on becoming a, a constitutional. I plan on going to law school to study constitutional law and becoming a lawyer and a TV commentator. That's that's one of my that's one of my goals. Well, you know what? Let's set the record straight. You already that right now. <laughs> of what? You you all that what you said already. Oh, a TV commentator and a and, you, a, and you a lawyer. Already, already, you already doing that already. You feel what I'm saying? You you all you got to do is just step into it. All you got to do is right. just go step into it. 
You're already right. that already. A lot of times what you say, you already are already. You know, you got to just, just step into it. You know, like you, I'm sure you'd have made, like you said, you plan on going to this university years ago. Now look at you. You're going to go to this university. You spoke it. And you spoke it up. And to and to add on to, to what you said earlier um, about putting it out in the universe and when you want something bad enough, you work towards it, you keep claiming it and you keep calling it and praying on it. And that's what it's all about. Having a goal, putting it out in the universe, praying to God about it and wanting it more than anything. That's what, in order for you to, to succeed in life, you have to have a goal. You have to have something to fight for and, and, and look forward to, you know, and that was, that was my dream, looking forward to going to the University of Alabama. I pictured, and it's all about visualization, you know, visualizing where you want to be in life. And that's so important. What, what, when you, what you put out in the universe is bound to happen. I don't, I don't know how many times I have to say it. I don't know how many times my mom has said it. But everything that I have put out in the universe has come to pass, and that's with prayer and work. Prayer without work is dead. You can't pray to God and say, oh, I want to do this. I want to be a millionaire. But you in your bed eating hot fries and M&M's. <laughs> 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 Excuse me, that's kind of funny. And that's real, though. You know, a lot of people do that's just do A lot of people talk. And they feel, you know, a lot of people can talk their way and success and they ain't done nothing. But they feel already so happy like they made it already. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like you ain't made it. Good because you went and got a rent a car and drove a new car, you ain't made it yet. Right. You can never be satisfied with the bare minimum. If that's all you have set for yourself, then fine. But other people, in order to be the best, you have to do the work to be the best. You know, you see LeBron James, you see Michael Jordan, you see uh, icons like Michael Jackson, and you wonder why they're they're practically praised all over the world. They worked for it. Nothing was handed to them. They earned everything that they have. And that's and that's a, a universal message. What you put on the universe is bound to happen, but you also have to work for it. You cannot sit there and lay dormant and say and do nothing. You have right. to get up and go out there and grind. When you, you know what? I got a whole lot of young ladies you need to come talk to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a lot of young ladies you need to come talk to. I mean, they need a young lady out there that's inspirational, that just got drive. I mean, your drive is so 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 the dynamic on uh, what you speak and what you're trying to do. Uh, don't never give up on that. Don't let nobody change the direction of your spirituality on who you are at 17 years old. And I commend you for having that. Women, I call it womentality. I can't say mentality. Women, I call it womentality. I come up with my own words. Womentality. Uh, that's I call womentality. it. <laughs> womentality. I, I mean, it. you're a powerful young woman, and you know you can't take nothing from you. You have your head on right. Um, you're going in the right direction, and that's all I say. People need to know that there are stars and diamonds in the rough still in Los Angeles, still coming out of South Central. We're not behind. We are like we are like a, a state that 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 a city that we don't sleep when it comes time to do something positive. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just excited that you're on my radio show. I really, I'm just like so stunned because it's like it's amazing that a young lady of this time 
And it's good to know that there's still good parents out there that care for their kids. Um, what is your really your main, after you get finished with college, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a commentator. Um, I can, I, I can, like I say, somebody told me that you're going to be a world leader. You know, they told me that they were, you remind them of Michelle Obama. And you just said that you commend that at the same time. What is one of your biggest struggles out there on what you do? What's your biggest challenges? What is your biggest challenges? What is your biggest struggle? Well, um, my biggest struggle, I would have to say just knowing that you always have to be mindful, be mindful of your surroundings and be aware of the world that you live in today and understand that if you don't if you don't edu- if you don't keep updating yourself and educating yourself you'll fall behind and it's it's that constant knowing that knowledge and and hunger you know that's that's an everyday struggle knowing that you have to keep up that image you have to keep you have to keep educating yourself you have to keep reading you have to keep going every day even when you're on your last leg you have to keep going because at the end of the day it's all going to be worth it and that's and that's one of my biggest struggle no struggles knowing that even after you think you've made it you haven't made it you have to keep going there's still there's still uh barriers to be uh, to overcome and everything like walls to be there's still walls that need to be knocked down and your work the work is never done <laughs> you know the work is never done some people say you don't rest till you're dead but um but no, you always have to keep going. You always that's one of your biggest struggles. You know, being a student and trying to and just an author too and it's an amazing experience, but it's it's constant work. You know, you just have to you have to keep going every day and learning how to, you know, control yourself in environments that, you know, you're not so comfortable with, but you have to learn to adjust. And so that that I would say that's one of my biggest struggles. You know, going through the process and and having that that constant oh boom 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 attack mode. You know, I think that I would say that's one of my biggest um, my biggest struggles. Not getting too lackadaisical on things. Right. Uh, do you have any siblings, sisters, and brothers? I do. I have an older sister. She's 27 years old. Cause she's like she actually been like supporting what you do and everything like that. Um yeah, she's supportive of of my book and any future endeavors involving involving college and my career. And we may bump heads sometimes, but at the end of the day, I know that she's rooting for me, and so I respect that. Even though we may not always get along, but she's right there supporting me and and hoping me and wishing me the best. What are your, uh, can I ask you, what are your main strong family values? What are your family values that's very important to you? What's keep you far as your family? What keeps that together for you? Because that's very important for a young lady to get along with a mother nowadays. Because, you know, a lot of young ladies don't get along with their parents. You know, they don't want to listen. And what makes it different? You know what um, I mean? God. I run into a lot of young God. ladies that just don't get along with their mother. And it's like, and that's one of the biggest challenges I know that's out here in South Central is mothers and daughters not getting along. What makes it different in your household that you and your mother get along and your sisters get along? You know what I'm saying? Because that's not all the time. You know what I mean? I'm not saying this don't don't happen, but <laughs> from the radius of the percentage, you know, it's a lot of mental health issues out here in our city. 
you know, it's a crisis with mental health. Um, mm. And what is your what is your take on the mental health issues and the homeless issues? I mean, what are your real take on that? Well, my mom is a mental health nurse in Compton, which is funny you mentioned that. She's a mental health RN at Compton Mental Health. And so every day she well, there's confidentiality that takes that um that that takes precedence over, you know, everything that happens when she talks to clients and she's dealing with clients and everything. But when I come home and I ask, How's your day, mom? How's you doing? How how are you doing? How how's everything at work? And she just she tells me some of the stories of people coming coming in and out of there and how drugs have just ruined their lives. And she always, she repeatedly says this to me, I think like 10 times a day, never use drugs or drink alcohol. And she tries to, and I, and I agree with, I, I agree with her and I understand why she says that because it ruins, it ruins people's lives. And she deals with it every day. And I commend her for it because she's so strong, you know, and, and she understands the aftermath, the effects that drugs and the harm that drugs does to your life and alcohol. And so um, it's it's really interesting getting an insight on what she deals with on a daily basis with mental health. And I found a new uh, res- um, respect for her job and the importance of mental health because it's, it's an epidemic. You know, so many people suffer from it and not getting the right treatment for it. So what she's doing, I commend her for it. You know, taking care and trying to get people better, trying to get people back on their feet. And what she does is important. What the nurses do there and what the what the what the people do there are important. And so I respect her I respect her and her occupation and the people that are getting up every day and trying to help people in the community and, and give back and try to and try to better their community. Yeah, I like that. I like that because I'm actually uh, I'm one of the co chairs for SAC six, that's the DMH Department of Mental Health Department. Uh, and, I, and by me being on this board and being a co-chair for some a dynamic uh, county, uh, I feel what your mother's going through, you know, because I, I sit at the round table and I try to bring new ideas to our community. Uh, the money we get, I try to see if, how we can put it in the right places in our community. It's like right now, uh, I'm just speaking on, you know, since we're on this mental health, my biggest dilemma is not enough brothers that's involved and coming to help out with this mental health. I mean, everybody doing their own individual thing, but I feel that um, out of eight sacks, they got things called sacks. I'm co-chair for sack six, and it's over eight sacks, sacks that we have that, <coughs> excuse me, that goes all the way to Antelope Valley, to Palmdale, Lancaster. <coughs> it's over 100, what, 11 million people in front of the county, you know, jurisdiction. And, um, and it, and it upsets me because out of eight sacks and out of maybe 25 to 20 co-chairs throughout uh, the county of the eight sacks, maybe 30 co-chairs altogether, I am the only African-American co-chair, you know, and I sit back wow. and I wonder, you know what I'm saying? I sit back and wonder. We have 11 million people. Um, 48% of African Americans of men is mental health have mental issues in Los Angeles County alone. You know what I mean? So that puts yeah. half of our population up under siege that half of us is not crazy or sick, but we have mental issues. Um, mm-hmm. Ben and I am the only African American male that's a co-chair 
that kind of upsets that it makes me upset it really do because i'm the only brother that i feel that i'm trying to make it happen for people that can't speak for themselves. you know what i'm saying so right. what do you take on our men need to step up could you like speak on a bend from a 17 year old woman would you what do you think about something like that you know with the dynamics of how many african-american men that's mentally ill in, in los angeles not to say that you're actually looking for a guy but that's scary for a woman because every other man that you meet has a problem and you might not right. be able to detect those problems because a lot of people know how to act regular until um you make them mad or you trigger something what is your intake right on um, just that level alone far as our brothers you know being that you know and i know you see things that you wonder about as as a young lady out there and, and with these men that you see around our communities and stuff like that i know uh i don't know exactly what area you stay in but you don't have to say what area but by being a young lady and from the men that you was that you seen 10 years ago when she was a younger girl to the men that you see now do you see a difference in the dynamics of the brothers out here do you think we need to pick up our game? Do you think we right where we're supposed to be? Or do you think that we're not doing our job? Um, well, you can't put everything on the black male. It can go both well both ways between a man and a woman. But as far as what can be approved upon for a black male in a, in in the areas that you mentioned or in general is is respect for the black woman respect that's uh, that's that's what i'm going to say respect wow. and just yeah respect for the black woman the black woman because i don't and it's true it, it's I, it's I, if i want to say something if i can be blunt and, and yes, be real you, can. About it. you can be blunt as you want to because this is why that's why i asked you that because you're a 17 year old adult to me and you know what you're talking about you're very well educated <clears throat> so i thought it was very important for me to ask that you know what i mean because i already know what a grown woman gonna say but it's good to know right that people need to know what a 17 year old young lady feel about our men out here and how we need to do better i mean if you see me doing something out there straighten me out tell me and that's what i'm saying so tell us that what you see as the dynamics of what men in our community need to get better at if we're talking about okay like i said before respect of the black woman and i see it all the time on social media in my in my in my feed oh light-skinned women are better or oh, brown-skinned women are better oh, only they light-skinned we are black why are we trying to categorize and bait and, and categorize skin color and say oh she's prettier because she's lighter why would why should that play a role in determining whether you could love her or not and so that's that's what really baffles me sometimes. And I was talking about it with my mom, I think, a couple of weeks ago, and how we see professional athletes, like black male professional athletes, and we get shocked. And it's sad to say we get shocked when we see them with a black woman and a black family. It's shocking, and that's sad. It's sad to say, wow, he actually married a black woman. Because we see so many pro athletes dating or marrying outside of their race. And that you know where the money that money's going back into their community, not our community. <laughs> that money is not circulating back into our community. 
because they're, they're marrying outside of their race. So that money is going into their communities, flooding their communities, instead of where it needs to be going, into inner city communities that actually need help, that need funding, that need buildings, that need community center for kids. And so that's, that's really uh, my take on it. Respect for wow, the black you know woman. Your that, mom is black, you know? Yeah, that is so, so, like, that is so deep what you said. Because that's something that me and some of my brothers, we speak on that. We speak on what are we going to do if we become rich? I mean, I'm not no racist at all because I have everybody, everybody's in my family has different nationalities. But we're speaking on this factor because now that I hear a young lady uh, speak on how uh, our men need to be straightened out. And that maybe might be one of the issues. Like she said some stuff that was so profound. You know, you just said something like, you know, the money's going back not into our community, it's going back into the Caucasian community. And in, in, in a right. way, that's like kind of like, wow. I, I mean, you got to look at that. You can look at that both two ways. You know what I'm saying? Um, is it kind of like you like that movie Get Out? Did they put something in their teeth? Oh, you yeah, know what I'm that saying? That was crazy, iconic movie. And and and, and it's, it was just what was Jordan Pele. Jordan, Jordan Peele, what he did with both us and Get Out, iconic. His vision, he's a, he's a visionary. You know, right. he's, he's, he's great, it's great. And some like to speak on it, us, I just recently seen the movie Us, and you get mixed reviews about it, but and some people are saying, oh, I didn't like it, it wasn't good. But so maybe the message went over their heads, you know? Like there's, the movie, there's no you know, straight answer to, to, oh, how was it or how it's going to end. It's an ambiguous type of movie. It's open to so many interpretations that I have to go back again because I, I think I missed something, you know, because there's so many different messages. There's so many, there's so many themes, you know, and my mom, when we were walking out of the theater, my mom was like, oh, did you see when her eyes turned this color? I was like, what are you talking about? I was looking at the white woman. It was crazy. It was crazy. And so I have to go back and see it again, but, but. Um, at the end of it, my mom and I were discussing it for like 30 minutes on, on what the underlying theme could be, but there's no one underlying theme because there's just <laughs> so many in there. And it was a, it was a great movie, and and it was it was excellent. It was iconic, revolutionary. And if you didn't get it, go back and go back and watch it, or bring a dictionary or something. But it was great. It was great. Uh -huh. So do you think do you think you can write a movie yourself? Do you think you could be a writer to write a movie? Have you ever it's, thought about that? Oh, <laughs> you know the funny thing is, I was just um, the idea an idea came to me when I was in my math class when I was in when I was in my stats class, and I was thinking about a mini a mini television series, and I just start I was like, oh, I have to write this down before I lose the idea. And it's possible. And as I'm writing and and, and developing the character, the ideal character that I see, and it's possible. I think it's coming along, and I, I can't wait for it to get fully, you know, just plan everything out. But yeah, that's funny that you asked that because I just started. I just started um, to think of doing that. I was like, you know what? I, I think I want to do that, Mom. I think I think I have this idea, and I have to. I had to write it down, and she was excited for me. She was like, yeah, you got to write it down so you won't forget. And she was just, you know, we were both thrilled, and I was just feeding off that energy of, you know, wow, I can do this too. It's, it's amazing. You know, never limit yourself. The sky, Not even the sky is the limit. Go beyond. You know, never limit yourself. 
You can do right. so many things if you put your mind to it. And it's just exciting what you can do when you sit down and just focus and just grind. You know, keep at it. Keep going. You know, God can surprise you. He's full of surprising, and it and it humors him, you know. Right. And, yeah, it's on, the, it's on the way, hopefully, and I still, it, it's the idea. It's a, it's a shell of an idea, but it can grow into something more. And so yes, I'm hoping and praying that it does. Yeah, that's, that's what I was looking at your book. I haven't read it yet, but being that you call it Generation Z and your other elaboratives after that, uh, I can see you turning that into a movie because you're talking about gun control. You're speaking on so many different issues. Now, what is it that, why do you think a mentor is so important for someone? Why do you think it's important for someone to have a mentor? Why do you feel that? Why do you feel it's important for somebody to have a mentor? A mentor, a guide, someone that you can that you can call on for advice or or just a second ear or a second opinion. You know, a mentor is somebody that not only teaches you something that you're interested in, but gives you lifelong lessons that you continue to pass down. And so that's the importance of a mentor. Having somebody there to guide you. Somebody to to say, oh no, that's not right or or yeah, yeah, somebody, uh, an encouraging spirit and force in your corner. And that can change somebody's life. Having, having somebody support you and pushing you and, and continuously just in your corner saying that you can do this, don't give up. And that's what I think the importance of having a mentor is. You know, someone, someone that you know is going to be there, but also push you so that you can better yourself. Right, right, right. And I just have to ask you that, you know, because I felt that was a very important question for a person like yourself. Are you anybody's mentor? Because, you know, I don't look at a mentor as an older person. I look at a, a mentor as a person that's been through something, no matter how old they are, as long as they can tell me what they've been through and, and explain to me uh, not what actually happened, but what they've been through to, to make them, that made them stronger, that made them go through what they went through to make them healthy today to talk about it. That's a mentor right. to me, you know, a person that right. been through something, that really been through something. And the way I'm, where I'm from, you got to be from somewhere for me to listen to you. You know, you can't just be, <laughs> no, you can't just be no Rudy Poo, because I've been there and I've done that. But I will listen to someone that really been through something, through an experience of a life change. You know what I mean? Uh, right. I, I love people out of college. I love book smart people. I love people that know, how, you know, that knows the facts out the book. But a lot of times when it comes to regular life and you have to protect yourself, it's kind of hard to uh, protect yourself if you haven't been through anything to protect yourself. You know what I mean? It's an instant to protect yourself, but you have to actually be able to be from somewhere. It's kind of like a person opened up a boys and girls club, but they don't have any kids they sell. You, you understand right. what I'm saying? It's like you yeah you open up a, uh, uh you 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 have this place for kids but you know you open up these preschools and you but you don't have any kids yourself you know um i see that kind of like i don't know it's kind of weird to me for people to do our you know unorthodox things like that you know i know a guy who owned a boys and girls club but guess what he didn't like kids what? he didn't like oh, kids well, then there you go that's you get not what I'm <laughs> those those don't match up. So, so how could a person get the two, get the job done? If you don't like kids, but you have a boys and girls club, that doesn't make any sense. And I think 
that's a lot of confusing thing that's going on in our community. A lot of people want to get involved with stuff that they don't like to do. Either it's for the money or it's for the, uh, the propaganda. That's one of my favorite words, propaganda, because there's so much mm-hmm. going on out here. Um, I don't know why my daughter calling me on my, on my uh, Instagram live. This is crazy, but I can't answer my phone. Um, excuse this line real quick. I'm gonna try to hang it up. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Like I said, I just want to like do just thank you again for calling me, you know, the time that you did, you know, 30 years before my show. Uh, like I said, I just want to do a, a introduction for you. Uh, I'm not getting off or anything, but I'm just, you know, just talking. Um, can you let people know again who you are, what's the name of your book, how they can of find course. you? Because people are asking me questions. What's the name of your book? How could they get your book? And just tell them a little bit more about yourself. Because like I said, it's up to you. You're going to get a recording of this. So where I'd rather for you to hear your voice instead of mine. So <laughs> you let the world know again exactly what's the name of your book, who you are, of and what you're about again. Um, hello again. <laughs> I'm Shania Daughtry. And the title of my book is Generation Z, The Sleeping Giant Awakens, We Have the Power. And it's available on Amazon. You can purchase it there. And it's going to be on Barnes & Noble very soon. But currently it's on Amazon.com. And um, this is my first uh, published book. I'm a first-time published author. I now have my own uh, publishing company, thanks to Dr. Elegant, dynamic woman, excellent speaker, um, and inspiration, honestly. Um, this all thanks to her, God, my mom. Can you say her name again? Can you say her name one more time because something cut off like it didn't say it all the way? Oh, Dr. Rosie Milligan. Dr. And who Rosie is that? Milligan. Can you explain to people who that is, please? Dr. Rosie Milligan is my publisher. She has her own uh, publishing company. <laughs> and she worked with me to get my book published and distributed through uh, Ingram Distribution. Uh, distributing company and now because of her I have my own publishing company and she is just a phenomenal woman a God-fearing woman a well-educated woman she's just all around she's all around gold mine and so uh, because of her my and because of my mom my book is out it's it's oh it's in the open and it's my voice my voice is out there and um, thanks to her but so, like I was, oh sorry. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, but just to uh, tell you a little bit more about myself for the people who didn't hear initially, I do currently go to Lakewood High School. I am a senior. I will be going to the University of Alabama, and I plan on studying political science and minoring in journalism. And I did plan on going to law school to study constitutional law. I, I love the Constitution. And it, it it interests me, and I want to continue to study it because it's it's our it's what our country was built on built on, and um, I just want to keep educating myself and and know more and surround myself with people with good energy who want to do something with uh, with their lives and who are you know just all around you know encouraging pushing at this uh, pushing towards the same things that I'm that I'm pushing for. And even 
And even if we do have differences, you know, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We all want a better and more humane, equal world for not only us, but future generations that come after us. And so that's, um, that's a little bit about me. You know, and I like that what you said. Um, man, I don't know what to say, you know, because you're saying a lot of positive words. And I'm just amazed on how you're how you constructing yourself and getting yourself ready for life for your future. Um, there's a lot of young ladies out there that don't even have a plan like you have. Don't have a, uh, even have an idea on how easy life can really be. Um, it doesn't take for you to be rich to make it. It don't take you to be poor to make it. it just take you to want something out of life. It you takes know. your it takes a drive, you know that that drive inside you, that force, you know that you that that makes you get up in the morning and say, I'm not going to be where I was yesterday. You know, I'm always going to look for self improvement, something that can better myself, and and it's just that drive. You know, I feel like everybody has that drive, but it's not a they don't want to unlock it. You know, due to due to due to multiple reasons, you know. Um, it can just be that they don't want to or if they don't have the time to. But everybody has that drive. You just have to unlock it and unleash it because it can do so much good, you know. And if you, and if you push yourself and always say, I want to be better than I was the day before and have that mind and that drive and that sense of I'm going to make it out, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it out and I'm going to succeed. I'm going to prosper and you know that's it and i feel like with god and that driving me that saying i i, I want to succeed i want to prosper i want to buy my mama house i want to set up scholarship foundations for students it, it's a drive it, it's motivation you know and wow you know you know and, and you know i haven't heard that i haven't had i haven't not heard that what you just said from any of our youth in so long about you want to buy your mother a house that is so so wonderful coming out of your mouth our youths don't speak about that when i was five years old i told my mother i was gonna buy her her a house when i got 18 years old no matter how i got that money what do you think i done i was able to you buy her a house. house no matter if i can do it right now i was able to do that so i believe that you're going to be able to buy your mother a home you know what I'm saying? And that's how you're going to become successful and getting the things that you need in life because you are speaking about life and value on what you're going to do with something more valuable than money. And your mother is more valuable than money. You know what I'm saying? And you want to place your mother in a place where she's going to be comfortable. You know, and I'm just so right. delighted to hear say a young lady like yourself from the perspective that you're speaking on. You know, and the dynamics that you that you feel. I mean, it's just like your spirit is you very well advanced, and I and I commend you. Sorry, for your line you're is breaking up a little bit. Sorry, your line is breaking up and can you hear a little me? bit. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Um, hello. Yeah, can you hear me now? Uh, oh, were you talking to me? Were you talking to somebody else? Hello. Hello. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you a little bit better now. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, I can. All right. All right. Uh, as I was saying that, um, you know, I commend on what you're doing. I commend the 
the honesty that you're doing. And uh, man, it's just like I say, I would love to have you on my show again. You know, I don't know. Do you have any speaking? Do you have any um, book signings coming up? I just had a book signing March the 30th at the Black Writers on Tour at the Carson Community Center. I just recently had one, and uh, I was promoting it and getting the word out, and it was a great turnout. My friends came out and showed major support, and it was just a great overall experience. I got to meet, got to meet so many incredible people, and it was just it was an all-around just enlightening experience seeing how many, you know, black authors in one setting you know and it was it was a great experience and i'm grateful for it and i can't wait till i can have another one it was well you know what i'm working on trying to help you get some i will help you try to get some because people need to know who you are what you're about out there we can really utilize you as a young lady well, young other young ladies can follow behind you and you can be the example of what a 17 year old young lady is supposed to look like you understand what I'm saying? And I'm just sorry to say it mm-hmm. like that. Sometimes people have to look what it's supposed to look like. Some people don't know what it looks like. Some people don't know what a 17-year-old entrepreneur, scholar, student athlete look like. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You need your roses now. You don't need your roses when you go. You need your roses right now. You understand what I'm saying? Right. I'm, I'm I so do. Tired. People not getting their roses when they're alive. We need to get start giving people their roses now. Start committing people now. You know what I mean? It's all good exactly. for us to do all what we do. But I'm ready to start giving people roses now. Giving people their awards now. You feel what I'm saying? And I love that. I love what you said because that's that's so true. That is so true. People people get the most acknowledgement when they are in the ground. Okay? We got to stop that. We got to stop that. Exactly. People should... People should know what people are doing when they were al- when they are alive. Nipsey Hussle, prime example, and I keep bringing it up. Bring it up, bring it up. We want to hear that. That's because what we want to hear. He, I want to hear that from you. He's been he's been trying to better his community and bring jobs to his community, and 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 push for economic empowerment and social justice. And his message now is just getting across the world because he he's dead. That's that shouldn't even be. That should not be. He's been yeah. He's been that way, you know, for years. And I'm not saying, and, and many people did not know who Nipsey Hussle was until he was on news, on, on, on news after news after news and media, and people were like the recent passing of Nipsey Hussle. And now <clears throat> he's, gonna, he's embedded in the history of our country because of what he was trying to do and the message that he was conveying to not only our people but the world. And now, now that he's in the ground, he is world-renowned, and that is sad because that man was powerful, and he wasn't even halfway finished. And so if I could, I would give him so many flowers while he was alive because that man was iconic. He was iconic, you know? And yeah. um, excuse me. So I'm getting a little. Sorry. Hey, 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 this is something politics, girl, do what you do. You feel what I'm saying? But no, ain't no right, ain't no wrong. Let's just stay strong. That's all we got to do. Right, and and it was um, he was resilient, he was brave, and he was a light, a light that was taken away too soon. And so, what I hope to do 
is be one of the voices that continues his message of economic empowerment and social justice. And I promise. Well, you are. Platform, you yeah, are. And, and I promise. I promise. I am true to my word, and I will not. I promise with the platform, and I hope my book when it and you have to put it on the universe when my book gets when it's growing and its growth is just out there. I will I will not stop giving back, giving back to the community that I that I was raised in, and setting up like like setting up things that could benefit the youth of today. You know, I will give back because it's so important to give back not only to the community that you were raised in, like Nipsey was doing, but inner city communities that actually need the funding. You understand what I'm saying? You feel yes, me? Yes, yeah. I cannot wait to do that because there's there's always somebody out there that's having a worse day than we are. There's, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And so if if I'm in a position to do something to help anybody in any way, I will for sure do it. And with my with the platform of my book and the message that I hope to instill in, in my friends and the youth demographic of today, not only the youth demographic of today, but the adults of today, is instilling in them the power of getting involved, getting involved in your community, your churches, your schools. It is so important. Even do some get involved with something that you're passionate about that not only can help yourself and improve yourself, but help somebody else along the way because you never know how you're going to touch somebody. And you never know what type of day a person is having. So you always, even if you're having a bad day, don't don't show them because I promise you there's somebody out there that's having a worse day than you. So set aside that melancholy attitude or how you're feeling and just put a smile on your face and greet the day. Say, thank you, God, for putting breath in my body and you go out there and you go somewhere you go to a place where change is needed and you be that change be a change agent be a voice in the world and be a voice of men we are one yes we are yes we are we are all skeletons we are all human beings um and that's another thing it's about human rights now you know what I'm exactly. saying? And I mean, I got the civil rights, but the civil rights have been getting a shot in the head. But if we come with these human rights on how we really want to be treated by our peers, by our, our leaders, by our supposed to be dictators, our adversaries, you know, uh, they, need to little, right. they need to respect the community a little bit more better than what they do because they don't they don't like 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 you said something that that we you know people miss some of the most important things about people that's in the darkness and sometimes we have to listen to people in the darkness you just said something earlier uh, about 45 minutes ago and you said that donald trump did something that we ignored that's really oh. a value to us in our lives but we ignored them because his dark his light his his life his life is so dark is darkness that we see but he actually shined a little light which we didn't catch and can you explain again right. on what did he do that we did not catch that like i said you're younger and you might see something that i don't see because you're fresher than me i'm burnt out you know what i'm saying but you younger what is it that you caught that we didn't realize what donald trump done for our communities um, the ban on bump stocks. He, um, Trump moved to ban bump stocks in the wake of the Las Vegas shooting, a, tra a tragedy. 
a tragedy that, that should have not happened, but inevitably did. So Trump moved to ban bump stocks in the wake of that. And um, and in doing so, during uh, because of his ban on bump stocks, that means that was just a, a, a very salient move towards you know, stricter gun control laws. You're not able to fire off as many rounds as you, as the shooter was in the Las Vegas uh, shooting was able to do. And so Trump's ban on bump stocks and that was glossed over entirely to me. I don't think enough people talked about it. I don't think enough people acknowledged it. But his ban on bump stocks was a monumental thing. And so I just want to – that's a prop. That's a, that's a uh, prop to him on what he did and what he was able to do. So can you can you can you explain what would you call it a bump stock? Yes, a bump stock. Can you explain what that is and what law that what was what laws that that passed that benefits us? Well, a bump stock is a device that can be attached to a semi-automatic firearm in a place of a conventional gun stock, enabling it to fire more bullets rapidly. And so it's it's a big deal a ban on bump stock because it, it correlated with the semi-automatic weaponry. And so it's a ban on bump stock, which is which has been enacted and passed and, and has been done already, was a step towards, you know, getting guns like that, you know, off the market. The bump oh, stock, okay, which, okay, was, okay. which needed to be done. So that was a huge deal. So what you said, so what you're saying is Donald Trump successfully passed a bill to stop fully automatic weapons in the streets to be made. No, I'm saying that he put a ban on bump stocks. I didn't say um, he didn't do that. What you just said, but he just okay. put a ban on bump stocks. And but that's and and I'm not trying to like um uh, this what you said, but what he did is it's a big deal because initially bump stocks, you know, there wasn't a ban on bump stocks, so bullets could get fired more to get fired you can get more rounds off like the like the shooter did in the Las Vegas shooting. And so because of the bump stock that can no longer happen. That's not that's not easily accessible for a person who would plan on doing such a horrific thing. You understand you, you give it on yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. All right. I caught up I'm, I done caught up now. Yeah, I done caught up now. It took me a minute. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. Yeah. Um but that's um that's the that's the gist of it that's the gist of it. and i include that in my book i include that in my book and how his ban on bump stock was um a huge deal <laughs> like a huge deal it was huge and um it was it was very much needed it was very much needed and it should um it shouldn't go unacknowledged it shouldn't go without um some form of acknowledgement which it probably did but i didn't hear about it until I started doing research about it for my book. And so I was like, wow, why didn't I hear about this sooner? But, you know, when it happened and I was researching it, I was like, I have to put that in there. That's too important not to. Right, right, right. Like I said, that's really powerful. Like I said, I enjoy your interview tonight. I mean, there's a lot of people in Cognito on my shows. I'm on on my social media right now. And I have a lot of people listening to you. They speaking to me. They send a lot of different stuff. It's like uh, you own with money, bro. Learn, folks. Um, you know, people are just really saying some wonderful things. Uh, Deborah, Deborah just actually wrote in and said, "I 
I told you she would be a perfect guest. I agree. You know, somebody put down that you sound so powerful. That's from Tammy Sons. And it's like that way. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just people just loving uh, what you're talking about. And that's why I say it's very important, you know, for you to make your own announcement to say who you are, how they can find your book. I'll say that over and over again to where you say that it was going to really count at the end. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, it's really, exactly. you know, I mean, I don't, I love for a person to repeat about what they're doing because people need to hear that. They need to hear who you right. are. They need to know that you out there. We don't need to be waiting until you die to say she was so powerful. I'm telling you that right, right now. You're a very powerful right. young lady. You're very, very, um, you're very bright. Um, Thank you, you, you all, so you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, because, you know, we can't ask. I'm going to tell you now. Give me your flowers right <laughs> I now. That needs to, need, need, need to be the name of my new show. Give me your roses now, Compton Politics. I like it. You know I what like I mean? It. I like it. Yeah, because like a lot it. of people right now need their roses. A lot of people need their roses yeah. right now before they go. Exactly. You know what I mean? Even if I just give you one rose, that's what you need to know that we admire and we like your body of work out here. You know what I mean? Um, right. But I know you go to school. To, what, are you any type of like school council? Are you the school president? Are uh, you the president <laughs> at the church? I mean, what type I, of organizations are you a part of? I was a part of ASB during my first semester of school. I was an appointed member, and um, as an appointed member of the Associated Student Body of Lakewood High School, we just made we we planned the commit we planned uh, school events like homecoming and 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 blood and blood drive, and you know just basically taking care of our school. And I was honored to be a part of it. It was a great experience. I love being a part of student council. It was a different perspective you know, of being on, like, that side of that perspective of uh, of school. You know, like, I wasn't just a student, but I was also now part of ASD. So there was a different image that came along with that. You're, um, you're literally a representation of your school. You know, you're part of that associated student body, so you're expected to act accordingly. And it was just um, it was a great experience. I'm glad to be a part of it, and I hope to continue um, similar things in my college experience. For sure, for sure. Uh, like I said, I don't want to hold you up. I don't know if you had other things to do. But like I said, I enjoy you on my show. Is there any other things you'd like to tell the community in the world? Yeah, know? I actually did. I actually did. Come on with um, it. Come on you, with it. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't. I don't want to like be too short or anything. I'm like, when do you finish? No, but you but, know what? Um, this, this is your time. I'm gonna tell you when you play this back. You're going to be happy about the words you hear. So don't hold nothing back. This is your opportunity. That's what I say. This is your show. This is for you. I told you I'm giving a use of voice on Compton politics. We don't have no platform for no use. I advise any use out there. I advise any parent that feel that they use can speak and talk. Call me. I will show them how to get their own radio talk show. You need your own radio show. I'm going to inspire you. I'm going to tell you. You have a voice. People need to hear you. People need to come on your show and talk to you, young lady. Oh, they, you know, all these. Thank you so much. That um, thank you, thank you. And I really, I when people say things like that to me, I don't take it lightly, and I can't say thank you enough. And I, I wish you could see my face right now, but it's it's glowing. 
and is glowing, and I'm just very appreciative just being on your show. And when you say things like that, it just it just puts more drive into it. It motivates me more knowing that um, you're rooting for me and you're in my corner, and I, I'm not going to let you down. You know, you're one. Right. You're alone. You're along with the people who I know not to let down. You're a part of that list. I believe in you. you know, I believe in you. I believe in you. That's, 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 at 17, I understand the pure pressure is out there. You know, I got, I know the opposite of a young lady like you. Don't know what to do. Have a baby on the way. Uh, no job. But you get what I'm saying? Don't know, don't have a vision. So we need to save these young ladies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, right. I can't, teach a, I can't teach a girl to be a woman. You know what I'm saying? But I can assist her to how to find a king and what type of king to find. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I can be the mm -hmm. worst king and I can be the best king. And I can show up both of them. And that's what I can do for a young lady. But at the same time, we as young as women out there can raise you as a queen, as a as a lady. I can't. So all the ladies that's listening out there, all the ladies that's out there that hear this young lady, if you got daughters and and, and nieces and even grandmothers, you know, grandmothers are kids all over again. Remember, adults turn to kids two times. Let's not forget that. So we're dealing with young adults and old adults. We have to teach both the young school with the old school, and we can turn it into the pro school. And that's how all this is going to work. We have to be proactive. We have to be unconditional. We have to right. be... Uh, uh, willing to learn something new for the day, even though I'm like this. If I, I'm 54, so that means I ate a, over a million hamburgers already. So if I see a little youth and I know that it's a youth, I'm gonna get that person that I'm gonna get that youth that hamburger because I already had thousands of hamburgers. You want to be able to right. let that youth grow to have the same amount of burgers that I have. So if you're 17 and I'm 53, finna be 54, I got to give you my burger. So all I'm saying is, us as adults, we don't have to pass the torch, but we have to show them how to carry the torch. So when they get the torch, they know what to do with it. We keep right. leaving our youths behind. And we, we can't keep, leave them in the dark. We can't, we can't leave them in the dark. Keep, We're here. And we can't keep talking these long speeches to them. We got to have answers right there. We can't tell them these long stories. Oh, yeah, I went down the street, went up the block, and you know what I had to do? I missed that. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear the real right there on the spot because they want to team up with us. They want to yeah. show us some stuff. And I'm going to keep on pushing and pushing for y'all youth because y'all are our next leaders for real. And if we lose y'all now by not communicating, we're not going to be able to communicate when we get even older. And that's what I'm right. trying to break the cycle. I'm trying to break the cycle of the of our older people. And I know y'all don't be respected. Sometimes people want y'all to be quiet because they people feel that they older than y'all. And I mean, we need to and stop. And respect goes both ways. I'm sorry. Respect goes both ways. And I know elders have that that superiority thing about you know respect your elders. But at the same time, I I, I will respect you, but don't disrespect me. That's right. that's not an invitation for you to disregard me or or disrespect me because I'm not doing that to you. Energy should be reciprocated. Have that same energy. Keep that same energy. Maintain that same energy. But don't be disrespectful 
towards me with your energy, okay? <laughs> so, like, right. if you're going to have that energy, keep that energy over there, you know, because right. it's all about positivity and encouragement <laughs> and, 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 um, and, and pushing yourself, you know, push yourself towards uh, your goal and your future plans. But don't come, but respect me as well, you know, because we were all young. You were young before, too. So don't, don't forget that, <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, and that's what I want. To, I'm glad you said that because I know it been times to where older people kind of underestimated you. You feel what I'm saying? Not saying they disrespect you, but it's kind of like you're not old enough. Uh, hold them up. Let us finish what we're doing. Then we're going to break it down to you. You know, exactly. um, it's kind of like when they had the troops in L.A. Uh, and even when we have our meetings in a mental health department, um, I, I just express that it's important for an adult to bring a youth with us to these meetings because we have to start showing, if we want our youth to do better in life, we have to start showing them what we're sitting there talking about. You know what I mean? What's the use right. of giving a truce and having a truce if the youth, it ain't no truce without youth, period. There's no period. truce without youth. Right. Period. It ain't no truce without the youth. <laughs> right. Because you right. have to bring them. Like I said, when I go to these meetings, I want to bring youths with me. I bring youths to the meeting with me. So they may not speak, but they want to, I want them to start seeing and getting a feeling of what it's going to be like. I mean, I remember many a times when I went places with adults and I might have didn't even want to go. And I might have not even participated at that time. But I can remember times where my moms and, and other uh, 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 adult people just took you somewhere and made you sit over there and sit over there because it's not for you. But you sit there and you analyze what they was talking about and what they was doing. And even though you wasn't involved with it, you still was like, wow. Then you ask that parent, what was you talking about over there? Then when that parent tell you, you'd be like, man, I might have been interested. So we have to start bringing our youth with us wherever we go. If we're going to do a truce, Everybody responsible to bring a youth with them. We're gonna have some meetings where everybody responsible to bring a youth with them. You feel what I'm saying? So that's the movement I'm yeah. on. Uh I, like I said, I appreciate you calling in my radio show. Uh I'm gonna say it one yeah. more time before I get off this line. You're gonna introduce hey, yourself. Can I read one something real quick? Can Go I ahead. Read something Go ahead. from uh, Go ahead. Okay. Um, this is the Constitution of Generation Z. This is um one of the opening pages before chapter one in my book. So the Constitution of Generation Z. We, the young people of the United States of America, in order to form a more cohesive union, must stand on principles and work toward justice for all. We must ensure acceptance of our differences and strive to learn and grow in wisdom. We must stand on truth and challenge bigotry, make no excuses, only changes, and strive to be the best that we can be to make way for a more humane and fair world. E pluribus unum out of many, one. That is the constitution of Generation Z, and that is what we should stand on, and that is what we should abide by. <laughs> wow. Can you read another chapter? Can you read another, or like, another little something? I like that. Can you read okay. a little bit more? Of course. Um, that was the constitution, and I can read. I was going to read um, Boys Where You Out earlier when you mentioned uh, our black men and our communities, and but I, I, would, I would read it now. Of course, it's a it's an opening poem. Well, it's form, formatted as a poem, and it's also right after the Constitution of Generation Z. And it begins. 
In the fight against female brutality, boys, where you at? One out of six American women has been the victim of an attempted or completed rape in her lifetime. Boys, where you at? In the fight against gun violence, boys, where you at? Statistics have shown between the years 1982 and September 20th, 2018, three mass shootings were initiated by solo female shooters. This is in contrast to 100 mass shootings that were carried out by males. Boys, where you at? In a crowd of bullies, boys, where you at? In 2017, advocates tracked at least 29 deaths of transgender people in the United States due to fatal violence, and in 2018, there have, been, there have already been at least 22 transgender people who have been fatally shot or killed by other violent means. Boys, where you at? In a, divi- in a divided nation, boys, where you at? Along the journey of becoming a man, on what issues will you fight for and take a stand? Boys, where you at? Boy, that's and. tight. <laughs> <laughs> somebody just wrote, somebody just wrote, I respect that 17-year-old that's speaking right now. Wow. TV. Then they wrote, communication, <laughs> communication is the key, and young people have wisdom as well. Not all young people is weak-minded. And that's the whole thing that I feel in this movement that we're going through in this transitioning of the spirituality of the of the of the life changing of our universe. And the reason why I'm speaking these words is because these are the words that's the value of our change within our souls. And if we don't start recognizing the inner strength and the inner spirituality that we have that we're supposed to utilize as human beings, we will always fail because the outer self don't have anything to do with the inner self. We are so stronger. We are so electronically inclined with energy to the unknown of people. So we have to come together as human beings because we are all skeletons. A white guy, a black guy, a Spanish guy, and a Chinese guy can put on a white t-shirt. All of them go play basketball. No matter what, every last one of them is going to have a dark ring around the collar. The same type of dirt, the same type of fungus. Might smell a little different, but it's going to be the same ratio of residue of sweat. So we have to start recognizing that we are all connected one way or the other, no matter if you want to be connected or not. We have to wake up our minds, bodies, and souls and believe within ourselves. Because if we don't, no one else is going to believe in the race that we're trying to keep going. We are winning, but we are failing tremendously because we are spending too much money in the wrong directions. We don't and we do not invest our money back into ourselves. We have brand new money. We don't have no old money. We have all the money we making is brand new money. We have to come together, I feel, in a little bit much more, much better manner. Let's start giving people their roses now. Let's not wait 
until people pass away. Let's start acknowledging when somebody do something great. Let's commend people. Let's clap for people. Let's stop and help. And this is what I want somebody. This is a challenge for everybody that's listening to my show. I want everybody to go outside the box of their self and do something that you don't like to do. Go out and do something that you hate doing. Go help someone that you don't want to help. Go feed someone that you don't want to feed. Go clothe somebody that you don't like to do. Go do something that you don't like to do. That's when we make a change out here. Really, when you go against your own self, you figure it out what you want to do. Only you know what you don't like to do. Only you know what it is that trickle you from not wanting to do certain stuff. Go do the opposite on what you don't like to do and watch how the outcome is going to be for you. A lot of those things will change your attitude and your mentality. And there's a lot of things that I had to change as becoming Lorenzo, Darnell, Elvis, Zoe, Murphy. Because those are the different dynamics I had to change it from Zoe to Elvis to Dar. I mean, it's just so many different dynamics about yourself. So I just want people to know that the in, inner power and the inner strength of your life is up to you. The change is up to you. When people give you opportunity, jump on it, no matter how big, how small it is. It is important. It is so important to make new history. And that's what Nipsey Hussle did. I'm always talking about how are we going to be able to create a new leader besides Martin Luther King and Malcolm? We already had them people. And just so that this happened and we created, was be able to create a new entity in society that we can be, have hope for in our generations. Yes, mm -hmm. Obama was the first black president in my generation. But finally, I was able to run into and meet and, and, and learn about a new Malcolm X, a new Martin Luther King, a new Frederick Douglass, a new Harriet Tubman. And that's, and I'm sorry to say, and that's what type of movement went down with Nipsey Hussle. The young lady right here spoke on him first. I wasn't going to speak on him, but for her to speak on this young man, I had to say something about that. Let him rest in peace. But let's start giving people their roses now. I really do feel that our society need to get, remember I'm saying this, we need to keep his name alive and we need to start giving the Nipsey Hussle Community Award to someone. I don't know, I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. Somebody need to create a Nipsey Hussle Humanitarian Community Workers Award. I know somebody going to steal my idea, and I know that's why I put it out there. But I think that needs to be done. I think that needs to be, I need that, that needs to come to par. Somebody needs to create, the city needs to create some type of honorary 
a ward up under this brother's name to keep his name going because he's the hottest thing out here right now that's about change that's not here and i think that'd be a great way to honor that young brother is to create an award not no hoodie award we're talking about the humanitarian community change award and i think people deserve that that's alive today so if anybody hear me anybody willing to take that you could take it and run with it. I don't care, but I do feel that it needs to be a Nipsey Hustle award ceremony for people from all across the country, from all across the world, up under his name. No matter where he come from, no matter what we try to dictate or what he was about, the dude was a young soldier. He died at 33, the same age as Jesus Christ. He walked, he had 12 disciples like Jesus Christ. People, us as Christians, we always talk in mess about bad people. We always talk in mess. I'm going to about hoes and gangsters and killers and rapists. And we always talk in mess about that. But we don't understand. Everybody keep forgetting. Jesus Christ had all the people around him. Those are the only people that Jesus Christ accepted. You know, it was, a, it was a video I saw today, and this dude said that the Quran and the Bible is the best books it is to read. And the dude broke it down so cold why the Bible is so important to read. He said you got to read between the lines, catch the clues that they're giving you, because it was a platform on why civilization was made, the Quran made civilization people lived off these stories and created the and created life off these books so let's not forget about what's more important more important is knowledge and wisdom and i'm going to end it with that and i want to just thank my guests for calling in i would love to have you back on my show you can be my co-host <laughs> sometimes you like to and i would like thank to even you. speak I would love for you to even see you open up, do, open up your own radio talk show. Anybody that I interview from now on, I'm going to inspire them. We need to open up all the independent radio stations we can. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. We need to start doing that. We need a radio show on every corner near you. I do my radio show off my cell phone. So it don't, it's no excuse for nobody not to do a radio. I'm not saying everybody have to do it. But if you out there and you're about the community, the only way you can be able to touch the community is walk through the community and get a radio show. You cannot help nobody driving by them in a car. And you cannot talk to nobody all the time on a cell phone. You know what I'm saying? So uh, right. I just want to thank you for calling in. If there's any last words you want to say, and I'm going to end my show. Um, <clears throat> no, I just um, I want to thank you for having me on your show and um, for everybody out there listening, mm-hmm. forced to be silent is one thing. Forced to be silent is one thing. Scared to be heard is another. Never be afraid to use your voice. Okay? Never be afraid and never question whether or not what you have to say is important enough. Your voice is important and you are important. 
thank you. I thank God. Thank God every day before you wake up and start your day. And I thank him for waking me up and, and continuously blessing me. And um, I just want to end it there. Um, okay. Okay. Like I said, I really appreciate you calling in. You know I mean, we've been on this line for almost an hour and a half now. Uh, thank you for <laughs> laughing along with me. I mean, you know, um, like I said, you can call back. Uh, I'd love for you to use have you as my co-host one day, you know. Uh, like I said, if you know anybody else that's a youth that want to be on my show, I'm only dealing with youth right now. We're we going strong. Compton politics is about the youth right now. The youth need a voice right now. They feeling some pain right now. You know what I mean? They lost. They are. They lost. They lost somebody in their era, and we got to give it to them. We can't take their power from them. They lost somebody in our era. We lost somebody in our era. We got to let them have their era and respect their lane and stay in our own lane. So Compton politics. Yeah. Been a dedicated show to the youth for the next eight weeks, probably for the whole summer. So anybody got any youths out there that want to talk on my radio show, hit me up in my inbox. It don't matter what color, what greed, how big, how small, I don't care. I want oh. you to have a voice and a platform, and I want to be that platform for them. So I thank everybody for listening in, respecting me, believing in me. Because I thank God that Monday night football is not on because people be looking at the football game. So that's why I went at right now. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to say one day country politics is going to be with the NFL and doing some radio announcement with the game. So that's one of my biggest dreams is being part of the Olympics also. And I know I'm going to make that happen. Somebody just wrote, God bless that 17-year-old girl that's speaking right now. She is a very powerful young lady. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate the love. Thank you. Okay. Uh, remember, when I get off the line, um, you can come back and you're going to be able to have this radio show in your own archive. Uh, my Facebooks that you might can go back and look at, listen to it. Uh, my Facebook is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy, and my other Facebook is Lorenzo Murphy with a double H. So if you want to remember that until the audio come up, you can go back and, you know, listen to yourself on Facebook Live on Lorenzo Murphy. I don't have no room. I got like 5,000 people on Lorenzo Murphy. And I think I got maybe 15 spots on Lorenzo Murphy with a double H. But you can tune in on there. Um, hey, like I said, this content politics. This is an actual 24-hour uh, radio station. We actually show movies on here. We actually show, sell music on here. We can help you get rid of your book if you want to. We have authors on here that sells their book. We have media from all over the world that people tune in. Get the app on your phone at the same time. It's a T25CL app, you know what I'm saying, that you can get and you can always just tune in. If you don't want to listen to KJLH or KDA or Power 106 and none of those stations, Go to the app on your phone and listen to our 24-hour radio station. If you have any music that you haven't cut that you haven't been doing anything with, you can bring it to T25 and we will help you do distribution for your music, your movies. It's a black-owned company, and that's what I love about it. Uh, they gave me this platform four years ago, which I never was a radio. I never saw myself as a radio talk show host. I never saw myself as that. And from 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 300 and some shows, 
from four years ago. This is what I'm doing today. So anything is possible, people. I come from the dark world, but now I'm into the light world. And I'm trying to make the stars shine at night, even make some stars shine in the day. Thank you for listening. This is Compton Politics, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I want to thank my guests again. Compton Politics, T35CL.com. I'm down and I'm gone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.